Good morning. Welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast. This is your host, Danny, again, coming to you with another message. And today, this message is going to be titled, Eternal Life. What is eternal life? And how do you attain eternal life? And so, we're going to talk about that. And one of the reasons I want to talk about this subject was this morning, I was talking to my best friend on the phone. And we were talking about death and passing of our loved ones. Uh, people that we love so dear to our hearts. Uh, we both have experienced the loss of our mothers. And so I just want to share with people. So if you're going through a loss of a, a parent, you know, like I lost my son in March, which was a very devastating thing to ever experience. So I want to share with the people who lost a child. And I know that sometimes you think that, uh, uh, how you're going to make it through those things. But I want to tell you that we are not alone. Whatever's on our heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. And dealing with these difficult things, how do we hold on to the memories? And how do we honor the people that we love the most? Well, you know, in Hebrews 13, and I'm reading from the American uh, Standard Bible, and I'm going to look at just a uh, a couple of verses in Hebrews 13 and I want to just share with you because sometimes you know in this lifetime we have seen angels some of them we didn't know were angels and some uh, people who were in our lives who were angels and had brought special blessings to our lives and I'm going to share this with you because I want to encourage you if you're going through a process of mourning in a way you're just feeling a little hurt today and I want to tell you that it's going to be all right. Because first of all, whether it was on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. But also I want to let you know that today you have a friend in Danny who loves you. And who is praying constantly God will bless you and, and just give you peace of heart. But before I get into reading scriptures and talking about things, but let me pray for you first. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Father, I pray for whoever listens to this show, Father, today. And if they are dealing with uh, the loss of a loved one, and they don't really understand what this so-called thing, eternal life is, what does it mean to be absent from the body to be present for God? I hope to be able just to illuminate a little bit in their hearts of, of what it is to be with God and to not to be in the physical earth, but be in heaven. Because when we leave here, we're not we're not dead, we're just as alive as we are. It's just the fact that the body remained here, but the spirit and the soul has gone. So I just wanted to tell y'all that, you know that, so you'll know that. But God, please give these people strength today, Father, who all are hurting, who all are mourning. And the Bible says rejoice with them who needs rejoicing and mourn with those who mourn. And today I mourn with those who mourn, but I also rejoice with those who understand that Death is a promotion. Uh, I had a pastor, uh, and he's still my pastor. His name is Larry Peaks. And he always said that, you know, when you move on from this earth, uh, it's a promotion. In other words, they're no longer here on earth, but they've been elevated to a, a higher standard that now they're in heaven, they, where there is no more pain and suffering, and where there is no more hurt. 
And so I just want to share that with you. And I just want to say, oh, precious Father, please let this be, give people victory in that spirit and encourage them in like now, Father, that they know that you love them so much that you're watching over their children, their parents, or their friends who are all alive with you at this present time in heaven. In Hebrews 13, like I says, it says, let love of the brethren continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. That's, that's pretty powerful right there, but in verse 3 it says, remember the prisoners as though in prison with them and those who are ill-treated since you yourself also in the body. So we should remember people in every circumstances because everyone needs to be loved on. You know, and everybody also have made mistakes. Some people made mistakes and was able to uh, to not get away with it, but not have to pay the penalty of going to prison. And and just because someone in prison doesn't mean they don't love the Lord. It doesn't mean that they're not uh, re re remorseful or repentful for what they did. We should show them the same kind of love and hospitality that uh, we want others to give unto us. Now, I want to share with you about eternal life. See, you just don't find eternal life in the New Testament. Uh, like I said, I read for the American Standard Bible today. But I'm going to go to the book of Daniel, chapter 12. And I'm going to read from verses 1 to 3. Just to share with you about this thing about eternal life. Because it was promised, even in the Old Testament, that this would happen. And what happened was when Jesus came to earth and he walked on earth, he fulfilled this so that we could have eternal life where when we depart from this life we go into eternal life eternal resting with the lord and this is how is this is what it says in daniel chapter 12 and verses 1 to 3. now at the time michael the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people will arise and there will be a time of distress such as never occurred since there was a nation until that time and at that time your people everyone who is found written in the book will be res rescued and many of those who are asleep in the dust of the ground will awake this to an everlasting life but the others to disgrace and the everlasting contempt. And those who have insight will shine bright like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. And those who lead the many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So we see right there in Daniel, it talks about people coming into eternal life, but also it speaks of some people going to a disgrace of everlasting, and that's what we call hell. So, uh, so there is, there is two parallels. You know, uh, you can end up, you know, hopefully that no man perish without knowing who the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is, and that they make that 
commitment to the Lord to attain eternal life because eternal life is what Christ brought upon the earth. This would make his ministry, his walk, his history on earth, which make it so profound because he came to give us something that we could never have and that was eternal life. But it was all part of God's plan for mankind to give us eternal life, to bring us into a place where we wouldn't have to suffer and be in hardship and pain. And so I just want to share that with you today so that you'll know that eternal life is found in the Old Testament just as well as the New Testament. This has always been a mandate of God from the foundation, before the foundation of earth was laid, to reunite us with him. And so eternal life is really just being reunited with God. And you know, also, you know, when you think about the people that you love, your loved ones that you miss, I think about, you know, uh, my mother and, uh, and all the love that she gave, not just to me, not just to my sister and brother, but to all the people who came in our path. I think about my son, he was 26 when he passed, uh, full of life and and he had nothing but love and kindness in his heart at the same time. And then when I think about Paulette, uh, she was my angel, in other words. Uh, she was that person, you know, that loved on me when my mother passed, loved on me when my son passed. And, you know, like uh, when she was going through, uh, she didn't forget about us uh, being in pain. And, and she, uh, cook for us and things like that, you know. She just had a beautiful spirit and if you had the opportunity to be around her, you would fall in love with her because she always had a word of wisdom, you know. And I, and I think about the Bible when the Bible talks about wisdom and how wisdom has the spirit of a woman. And I think about the wisdom that I have gained just from talking to her mother about life, about history and about things, you know. She had given me a lot of wisdom, a lot of insight, not just to me, but just to all the people that came into our life. And at her homecoming, uh, you saw it. People came from everywhere to show their gratitude and, and gratefulness for how she had blessed their life. And I think about, you know, that just touches my heart because I think about, you know, people, you know what they say, who is your unsung hero? That would be my mother and Paulette because they stood and they had honor and they had dignity with women of prayer. Uh, one of the things that, you know, my mother did was pray constantly, continually. She taught us how to pray. One thing that Paulette told me that we should get on our knees to pray to God uh, because it's an honor thing. And, you know, I thank God for these people. I thank God that he had blessed me to, to know these people and brought these people in my life when I, when I really needed them. And, you know, and she touched my life, you know. And I just want to let you know that whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. But I want you to be comforted today. Uh, if you're dealing with thinking about your loved ones who have left and moved on. Uh, because they're still alive. And like I always allude to in the book of Exodus, when God meets Moses and he says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob.
And he clarifies that by saying, hey, that they are alive because he didn't say he was. If he would have said was, that would have meant that they wasn't non-existent. But they were existent. And so I want to help you be encouraged today to know that God has a plan, even in death. Even when you don't understand the reasons why. Man, why did that child, why did that child have to die? Why did that, uh, my son, why did this happen to my friend? Because God has a bigger plan and a greater plan. Even for our lives, you know, uh, because we have to live after, after our loved ones are, are gone on to be with the Father. And how do we rejoice in that? And in, in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus gave us the perfect, the perfect, the perfect, the perfect thing to focus on. And whenever you got a circumstance and it seems so looming and so big that it's beyond your scope, of, it's above your, above your imagination and you can't handle it, understand this, this is what I love about Christ. Christ always prepares things for us. He always had things in place for us, even when we are not even thinking about it. In Mark, in Matthew chapter 11, uh, looking at verse 25, and at this time Jesus answered and said, I praise thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou didst hide these things from the wise and intelligent, and didst reveal them to the babes. Yes, Father, for thus it was well-pleasing in thy sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son revealed him. He says, come to me, all who are weary, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my load is light. And this is what Christ is saying, hey, However you're feeling, like I said, whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. This is, this is to give a witness to that. He said, whatever you're going through, whatever burden, no matter how heavy it is, bring it to him because he said he can give you rest. And, and that's what he did for our loved ones, especially the ones who were in pain and suffering. He gave them rest. And he gives us the comfort that right now, that whatever's going on in my world, I can come to him and say, Father, I need you. I can't make it without you. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to say, Danny, whatever you got on your heart and mind, place it into my lap because I care for you. And he cares for us all the time, even when we feel that no one cares and no one truly understands. And sometimes you just feel like that uh, 
if you have one person that under, understood you, you would be all right. But what I want you to know is that there's nothing that you can go through in this lifetime on this earth that God will not be with you in the midst of your turbulent circumstances. And he will give you rest. He will take whatever's heavy that's placed on your heart and mind. And he would take it and make it light for you. And it just comes with a very simple thing. Like I said, prayer is the most simple thing that you can do. And prayer is just very simple. It's just having a conversation with God, saying, hey, God, this is how I feel today. But God, I, I, I have a headache, and uh, I need you to help me with it. Well, God, I, I'm in the circumstances. I don't know what to do. How do I figure this out? Uh, show me your wisdom. Give me your guidance. Uh, help me figure this out. Work with me. And sometimes we just have to surrender it all to God for it to work. And when we surrender to God, really what that deals with is deals with us trusting him. Like I said, I'm going to bring it up again. I know you ever say, Danny, I always talk about this challenge stuff about Matthew 6, verses 16 to 34, about not working. Well, of course, you know, uh, life is life and things are always going to happen and it's going to be challenging. And I'm not saying that, you know, uh, things don't be challenging. Yes, they're challenging for me right now. But guess what I'm doing? I'm seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto me. And, what, and really what that means is I'm just putting my confidence in God, that he hears me when I talk to him. And he knows whatever's going on in my world. It's affecting me. And I know that he loves me enough to care for me, to help me move beyond that and show me a way of, a way of escape, a way to make that circumstance better. And it just started with just having a conversation. And you know, uh, sometimes, you know, I think one of the beautiful things that you can uh, ever do, if you feel that you can't do it, there's a lot of places where you can call a prayer line and get a prayer word to pray for you. You feel that you can't pray. But I tell you, the biggest thing that you need to do, if you're going through a process like this and you're dealing with missing a loved one, is reach out to your pastor, reach out to your friends. And don't be afraid to say, hey, I'm struggling today, I need help. Let someone know your circumstances. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I need you to pray for me because I don't know what to do. Or I need you to, to listen to me talk. But also, I want to just share with the audience, if you know someone, and they're very dear to you and they're a friend to you, and you know they're going through a circumstance, something tragic has happened in their life, uh, if you have an opportunity, pick up the phone and say, hey, sister, hey, brother, it's me. I'm just checking on you. Just want to tell you I love you. You know, uh, if there's anything I can do for you, uh, I just want you to know I'm here for you. In other words, those very few words can move somebody's heart. It can touch them in such a way that uh, let them know that they're not alone. And that's the whole reason for creating this podcast show is to let everyone know that you're not alone whatever you're going through, that you have someone that want to stand in the gap for you. In other words, you know, in the book of Ezekiel, it says that God can find no man that would make a hedge. In other words, so today I want to make a hedge around you. I want to be that person that will pray for you when you think that no one else will pray for you. So I hope that, you know, that you will send me your prayer request so that I can 
uplift your name before God. And you can uplift my name before God because it's a two-way thing. It works both ways. It's just not for me. It's for everyone. It's for me and you. In other words, I need your prayers just as much as uh, you need my prayers. So in other words, because we're all living on this earth and trying to make it day by day. We're trying to get to the point where, you know, uh, we be at peace. And I just wanted to share with you that if you're hurting right now and that you're going through something, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind because he loves you that much. And he cares about everything that goes on in your life. And, you know, in this thing with Christ, you know, he's such a, he's such a, he's such an awesome, awesome person because, you know, Hebrews says that, you know, the things that we go through, he had been through. And I always allude in my heart and mind about Christ when I think about him. You know, I think about, I don't think about him with all the miracles he did and how he walked on earth. I think about how he had to live life from a child till he got to the point before the Holy Spirit ascended on him and he walked in the authority that he had. Because could you imagine being God on earth watching your friends lose their parents? And also remember that this Jesus lost his his father, his stepfather. He lost Joseph. So in other words, and he couldn't raise him from the dead, you know, so don't think that Christ don't understand what you're going through because he had to have that experience. He had to watch his mother lose her husband, watch his sisters and brothers lose their father and not be able to do anything about that. Could you imagine being God and you can't step in because you have to go by what the will of God is. And this is what I mean about mankind. So this is how you really understand that God gave men dominion over the earth. He gave men dominion over the earth because he wanted us to, to have something, but also to let us know that we had the ability and the likeness of him because we are speaking spirits. Whether you realize it or not, you know, I want to let you know that your words are powerful. And if you have any confidence in yourself and you begin to speak the words that God has put into your heart and you begin to pray and pray and you will begin to see things move, in other words, you know, not just in your life, but in the people that you love lives. In other words, you'll see what your words can do. Uh, words are very powerful and I just want you to share it with you, but I also want to tell you that, you know, Jesus' disciples was confused too about this eternal life thing, you know, because Jesus was always a, was alluding to that he was going to leave them, and they didn't understand, you know, hey, he's going he's gonna to leave us, you know. In other words, we always talk about doubting Thomas, and next uh, chapter we're going to go into we're going to go into John chapter fourteen, and we're going to see how Christ wants us to have comfort when we leave this earth and go to heaven. And so I'm gonna go to John chapter 14 and I'm gonna read, starting at verse one, this is what Christ says. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwellings, places, if there were not so I would not have told you if I go to prepare a place for you. <coughs> As you can see, 
uh, in verse 1 and 2. Christ is saying, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. See, this is the whole thing I tell you about this whole seeking the kingdom of God. It's a continued belief in God. Believe in God. Also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have not told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, this is verse 3. I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also. And you know the way where I'm going. And in, in, in verse 5, this is Thomas. Thomas is trying to figure this stuff out. And he heard all and said, hey man, what are you really talking about? This is what Thomas said. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? And Jesus answered and said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And I just wanted to point to you uh, in verse 6 in John 14. I want, this, I want you to pin this in your heart and mind. So when people come to you and they ask you how do you return, how do you obtain eternal life, you can point to them to this one very simple scripture found in John 14. Jesus said to them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So Jesus let you know right there in the hate, in a nutshell. If you want to get to the Father, you want to get to eternal life, it comes to me. And, and, and as we were looking in Matthew, uh, 11 and when you look at uh, verses 26 and 27 this is what Christ says yes father but thus it was well pleasing in thy sight all things have been handed over to me by my father no one knows the son except the father nor does anyone know the father except the son Anyone to whom the Son will reveal him. So, what I'm saying to you, Christ is letting you know that, hey, if you want to get to my Father, you got to come through me. And what he's let you know that his Father has given, given him that authority over mankind. He has full authority uh, to give eternal life to many who has come to him. So, when you, when you get an opportunity to witness to somebody, just always allude to Matthew chapter 11, verses 26 to 27, and John 14, uh, verse 6. Jesus is the only way. And so this is how this eternal life, how we get it. And so if you're missing your loved one today and, it, and it's burning on your heart and you know that, you know, your family was living for Christ and your, your moms or your brother, your sister or cousin or whatever, understand this. If they knew Christ, maybe with him because they were given to him. And I'm just going to, you know, share with you in John chapter 17. Like I said, I'm still reading from the American Standard Bible. Uh, I still want to encourage you and let you know that whatever you're going through right now, that God is in the midst right here with you right now 
to give you peace and comfort. And he, he, the Bible is to give us instruction. It's also to give us com comfort. Now I'm gonna look at John chapter 17 and we're gonna, we gonna talk about this thing because I want you to understand that Jesus had a job. He had a mandate from God to do his father's bidding on earth to bring mankind into eternal life with God where when they die from this life that they will live. So I want to give you comfort that if you're missing your loved one, that they're with Christ. It says this. And this is also an opportunity to help us get people to know Christ before anything happened in their world. It says, these things Jesus spoke. Lifting his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son that the Son may glorify thee, even as thou gavest him authority over all mankind, that to all whom thou hast given him, he may give eternal life. And this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Did you, did you hear that? And I'm going to read it again because I want to make sure that you really, you really hear what he's saying. Because if you get this, you can go out here and you can witness and you can bring people into your church and let uh, the angels in heaven rejoice. It talks about, you know, like when one sinner repents, the angels in heaven rejoice. So let's get some people into the body of Christ uh, who are going through circumstances. You know, sometimes people say, well, I went to a funeral and the man was preaching to everybody about salvation because guess what? His purpose is to make everyone who's sitting there hope that everyone, if they don't know Christ, he wants them to know that they have a way to have eternal life and that whatever's going on in their life right now, that they can bring about change. And I'm going to read uh, that again. These things Jesus spoke, lifting up his eyes to heaven. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son, that the son may glorify thee, even as thou hast given, given him authority over all mankind. To him, all whom thou hast given him, he may give eternal life. And this is eternal life that they may know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So, today, my prayer is that uh, as believers, that we'll go out and we'll talk to someone who don't know Christ and say, hey, uh, brother, whatever you're going through, there's someone who cares about you, there's someone who loves you, someone who wants to be a part of your, part of your world. But also, uh, I want you to be able to know that you can remember your mother, your father, your brother and sister, and you can laugh about the things that they laughed about. And you can have joy knowing that where your loved one's at, and that's where you're going. But you have to realize where they're at, that's where we're going. You know, one of the, one of the things David had said when his son had past the son that he had with Bathsheba. Uh, he said that he can't come to me, but one day I'll come to him. So I want you to know that even in the Old Testament, David knew 
that he would see his son who passed away. And that gives me comfort about my son because I can draw on the word of God saying, okay, but he may not be here physically on the earth today, but where he's at, one day I'm going to need him. I'm going to say, hey, Daniel, I love you. Uh, and one day I'm going to say, well, I used to call my mother Didi. Hey, Didi, I love you. And one day I'm going to see Paulette and say, hey, Paulette, I love you. And they're going to say, I love you back. And I'm, I'm going to give them a report. I'm going to say, everything down there is going good. They're going to say, they already know. So I just want to just uplift you. In other words, to let you know that whatever you're going through and whatever you feel, one day our loved ones, our ancestors, and all these wonderful things, you know, we're going to meet them. And, I, and we're going to sit at the table and we're going to talk. We have a good time. We're going to have some laughter. We're going to rejoice because we're going to be in the presence of God. So I just want to share this with you. But also, you know, uh, in this chapter 17, you know, there's so many words that, uh, that's in this chapter, uh, in this prayer that Jesus is talking to God about. And if you notice that Jesus lifted up his eyes, but he lifted up because guess what? God is not down. This is what Christ really wants you to know. God is too sitting up too high to be down. He didn't have to look down. He looked up because God sees everything. And you know, there's an old saying, he sits high and looks low. So I want you to let you know that God sits high. So if you need God, look up and say, Father, I need you. And that's what I'm saying right now. I need you, God. I need you in my world. I need you to make things right. And I just want to, you know, just to share these things with you about uh, that you can have comfort because Christ prepared a place. He said, in my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. He said, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. In other words, I'm giving you the straight up truth. And that's what he gave Thomas. He gave Thomas the straight up truth. Hey, that, hey, this is what's going on. He said, the only way. And then in verse 7, he says this, if you had known me, this is in John chapter 14, verse 7. If you had known me, you would have known my father. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father. And it is enough for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you? And yet you have not come to know me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. How do you say, show us the Father? Do not you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Otherwise, believe on my account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, who believes in me, the work that I do, he also will do greater works than these should he do, because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will, you will keep my commandments. Uh, every time when I look at that, when I look at uh, verses 12 through 15, uh, they penetrate my heart because Christ is, you know, once again, I, well, I want you to understand what, about the power of prayer and what the power of prayer can do. When you pray, he said, ask in his name. And he said, and I will do it. And if you want to know what he'll do, take the challenge and ask him. And see what he'll do for you. And write it down. Send it in and say, hey, Danny, uh, I'm going to see if this Jesus you're talking about really works. And I want you to take John chapter 14, verses 12 through 15, and put them in your spirit and see if your prayer will be answered. And I'm going to read it to you once again. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, shall he do also greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And so I just wanted just to share that with you. In other words, I wanted to give you a nugget. That's what I call a nugget. Something that you can stand on when you pray. What you said, if I say, ask anything in your name that you would do, make sure you're acting in the right spirit, though. Uh, <laughs> that's the, uh, the, the reality of that. You know, in other words, make sure the motive that when you're asking God in prayer, that you, it's, it's, it's a pure motive. It's not a something just self-seeking, in other words, that it has a kingdom purpose. It has a kingdom purpose of affecting change in this earth. And once again, I want to tell you, whatever's on your heart, it matters on God's heart, and that. And I, I want you to understand eternal life, that if you're missing a loved one, eternal life is a promise that we all have. And it's something that we can give to people and let them know that they can have it. You know, that hey, Man, God has given Christ mankind. Anyone that comes to him, he has the ability to give them eternal life. And I just want to tell you, and if you're missing someone and, and you're thinking about all the great things that they have done for you, there's nothing wrong with honoring them and letting people know, hey, I love you, Dee. I love you, Daniel. I love you, Paulette. Thanks for your lives. Thanks for all the love that you have given to everyone. And we miss you, but we're going to rejoice because we know what you've done for, our, for us and for other people and whoever that you're missing. In other words, uh, say, I thank God. Thank you, God, for letting them be here. Thank you, Christ, for giving me such a wonderful mother. Thank you, God. You know, just thank God for the wonderful provisions that he had provided for you uh, in the midst of your lifetime. And this is your host, Danny Hampton, once again. Uh, before I close out the show, I'm going to close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, I thank you for the day. I thank you, Father, for your word, Father, because your word is meant to uplift people and give people hope in a time of troubles and tribulation. I honor you, Father. I pray that you bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. And everybody have a blessed day. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen.